Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 94 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. Thank you for listening, and if it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig, same as always, almost to 100, huh? Oh, yeah, it feels like we came up on 100 fast in a way, but yeah, yeah, we're climbing up there slowly but steadily, and... We might as well start with the biggest news, you know, that happened last week. You know, yeah. we, we released the podcast on Tuesdays and Microsoft went, well, we have to announce it on Tuesday. That's <laughs> that yep. was their their grandmaster plan. But Activision by uh, sorry, yeah, Xbox buys Activision for sixty eight billion dollars, yeah. uh, becoming the biggest sort of company bought arrangement in the gaming industry by far in history so let's i'll start with you craig do you have any thoughts on it or anything like that before we get into some of the promises and stuff (laughs) yeah some of the promises i had listed that are like my thoughts but i'll hold off on that um i feel like microsoft is kind of doing what disney's been doing for a while where like they have the money to just literally buy everything um i don't I'll get into something later. So I don't think it's like a completely horrible thing that they bought them. I think a change of leadership will help Activision, um, especially Blizzard, the Blizzard side of things. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it. You know, uh, like what do they bring to Game Pass? Do they add every Activision game slash Blizzard game? Like, do you no longer need a subscription to world of warcraft anymore is it just included with your game pass subscription now because i never really played world of warcraft uh because at the time i the idea of paying 15 dollars a month was like i was in college and i was like i can't afford that yeah um, so i never played it ever like i played the trial uh like the 30-day trial or whatever but nothing beyond that and if that were to happen i might actually jump into it just to try it out since i never got to but I think there's a lot of exciting possibilities that could come out of it. Yeah, I definitely think that Xbox kind of picked the best opportunistic way mm-hmm. to buy Activision right now. Activision not only has all of the lawsuits and drama going on, yep. but they have, you know, the drama with the CEO not having the trust of the board. You have, and in another story, you have Raven's uh, software QA testers unionizing. Uh, you have... You know, kind of what's a an upsetting Call of Duty launch by a lot of people's standards this year. So, yep. like Activision, since the since all of the drama has started to go very downhill, where now, uh, now that Xbox has bought them, and like people, the day that that happened, you could see the price like stock change, like they had been falling and falling and falling, and then Xbox buys it, and Activision stock goes up twenty twenty dollars in a day. Yep. So it's it shows the amount of faith people have. They think Xbox will be able to fix it. And I also think this was kind of like maybe the perfect storm from Microsoft slash Xbox to do this, because I don't think you could have bought Activision for this much money had not all of the earlier stuff that this year happened. Like had it not happened, you're probably not buying them at all yeah. or um, not being as opportunistic about it in a way. Uh, the deal isn't meant to like actually like go through until 2023. Probably has a lot of paperwork and signing to go over, as well as approval from I think the Federal Trade 
the FCA. So there's a lot to go on and still a lot of things to happen before the deal actually finishes through. But it was definitely kind of the biggest gaming news we've had in a long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into the, some of the side stuff, like the majority no, yeah. of the majority of my opinions has to do with Sony. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Sony's take on it. I just feel like every time, every generation of consoles, when one company does better than the other, they tend to relax a little bit. Like I think when the 360 was doing so well, and then we got the fiasco with Xbox one and then PlayStation took over. Um, I feel like it's kind of been the same way where Microsoft had to make up a whole bunch of ground. And I think they've done a pretty good job of it. Um, but specifically, I was thinking about uh, they had a call, right, with Sony. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft had a call with Sony and basically said that, like, they still want to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation um, and like uh, some other things in there. But that was one of the big ones because everybody was like, oh, is Call of Duty going to be an Xbox exclusive? Um I don't think that was ever in jeopardy. I think we might see those PlayStation, you know, Call of Duty has had PlayStation exclusives for how many years now? I yeah. think that probably ends now, right? I think that yeah. probably goes to Xbox now. Um, but my main thing here is that I appreciated them reaching out to Sony and and kind of telling them like, hey, we're not going to rip Call of Duty off of Sony, uh, off of, you know, PlayStation. But in the back of my mind, I'm kind of thinking that if the roles were reversed and Sony would have bought in this, I feel like they would have, personally. I feel like they would have pulled Call of Duty and made it a PlayStation exclusive. I don't know about you, but I don't know. I just feel like Sony is, right now, a, l a little bit more cold-hearted than Microsoft is. Like I feel like Microsoft's always reaching out to Sony, and Sony is just kind of like, I mean, they're appreciative, right? Because they get to keep yeah. Call of Duty. But I don't know. I just feel like Sony right now looks kind of not as good. Well, yeah, for sure it doesn't. But we yeah. also have to remember that like this, in a way, like Xbox and Microsoft, which mm -hmm. is owned by, you know, Xbox is in the Microsoft branding. It's just so much a smaller brand yeah. than Sony is. Like Sony, I know, has gajillions, billions of dollars and everything like that. But you you really don't see Sony um, pushing out that type of money for yeah. for all this stuff like their bucket is more in the movies and like especially anime right now, like Sony's into and everything like that, where Microsoft is, you know, leading space expeditions and doing all of this other stuff like I feel in a way um. Microsoft has always been like a lot bigger and me and you, we really don't feed into the console wars, no. like both consoles for us. We enjoy and everything like that. It's just a matter of I, I do see your point, mm -hmm. but I think that's because like Sony probably would or maybe, yeah, you know, it's hard for me to say whether they would or would not, but I feel like they would out of if they were like, if the roles were reversed, I feel like Sony would do that in fear knowing that like Xbox and Microsoft is something that will never run out of money, never run out of stuff to buy because of yeah. how much money Microsoft has where Sony is in a lot of like company ways, like a, a much smaller company than what mm -hmm. Microsoft is. So mm -hmm. I can see where your point is, but I also see where, you know, Sony is not necessarily as big. 
Yeah. And just like my personal opinion, I looked at it as Microsoft, in my opinion, could have lost out on an opportunity to talk to Sony and be like, hey, you know, we'll give you, you know, we'll allow Call of Duty to be on PlayStation. We're not going to take that from you. But like you have to give us something in return. So like, hey, we want you to make Spider-Man cross-platform or something. You know what I mean? Well, in a way, they had to do the same thing with MLB The Show. Yep. Like, I feel like this is more or less and I uh, I feel like it's just more or less the fact that for MLB The Show, every time you played that game, it said PlayStation Studios on it. Like it played that. And I think we're going to see now this happen where Activision games from now on are going to have an Xbox Studios logo that shows up (laughs) when you're booting it up. And I imagine both companies like hate that to the core, you know, to Mm -hmm. themselves, because it's it's like cross advertising on your on like your own console or against with the competitor in a way. So I could see where both things like have their plus and minuses and where both companies are trying to, you know, get at each other's throats. Yeah. But uh, we like some of the other promises that were promised, like with this is the fact that there are rumors that Bobby Kotick will most likely now go. Um, he will stay probably until the deal is finished in 2023 and then he will leave just for the sake of, you know, trying to walk away with a huge bag of money as much as he can. <laughs> yep. And then on top of that, too, Xbox put out a whole like inclusion statement where it was going to be like, we we are going to be inclusive to all like employees of Activision and hopefully Xbox and it will take time. Xbox can fix some of the gaming stuff going on in Activision to where you have a better atmosphere for any gender of person, any likeness of person. And hopefully we start to see that change sooner rather than later. Yeah. I mean, if it was me and I was working at Activision, I'd feel pretty good with a new change of leadership coming in that potentially should get rid of all those issues that were there. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, I don't see it as a bad thing in any way. I know a lot of people were saying like, Oh, they're, they're, they're just like Disney. They're just buying everything. There's no, you know, no competition anymore. Um, and I think, you know, Microsoft has said numerous times that they're for every platform, right? Like they have constantly said nothing but good things about PlayStation and Nintendo. Um, and also at the end of the day, they're going to get like 40% of the Call of Duty sales on PlayStation anyway now. So yeah. like it doesn't hurt them to keep it on the console at all. Yeah, and I think in the end, it's all about making money and that kind yeah. of thing. So I have a feeling, you know, you probably won't have to worry about the next Overwatch game. Probably won't yeah. have to worry about uh, Call of Duty. I think uh, I think you'll just see, you know, the Xbox Studios thing when uh, when it comes up. Yeah. Well, when you when you're playing it on PlayStation, of course. Or or maybe uh, this could be a long shot, but maybe uh, there's talks of Call of Duty going to every other year now instead of every year. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I mean, maybe that's a thing, but also in the future. Maybe Call of Duty is on Game Pass for Xbox yeah. and PC. I could see, yeah, I could yeah. see where it gets bigger on Game Pass. But yeah. I, I also see with this affecting Game Pass that there may be another tier mm-hmm. of Game Pass that ends up coming out. Just because I have a feeling like Xbox, like, definitely hears all of the journalists that go, "Oh, Xbox is this gigantic gaming deal. You have to have it. Like, if you're a gamer, you're getting, you're getting Xbox Game Pass." And it makes so much sense, too, where if Call of Duty and Overwatch 2 end up being like on a Game Pass type thing, 
I have a feeling it's going to be on a separate tier, one that costs maybe $20 a month or $25 a month. Yeah. Because those are kind of the big, gigantic uh, yearly or big upcoming titles that you expect to be on multi-platform. And I imagine that Xbox will somehow rake in the money back from that in some way. I mean, I don't think I'd hesitate to pay $20 a month instead of 15 to add all of the Activision Blizzard games, right? Yeah, yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. I would agree with you there. Yeah. I, I'd have no issue. Even if it was 25 if it was $10 more, I think I'd still be okay if, you know, like factoring in how much money I'm going to save by yeah. not buying. It's almost every game now, it feels like, like I don't have to buy anymore. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. What's next on your news story list? Um, we got a pretty good look and a date for WWE 2K22 this week. Yeah. Um, finally got some drops. We got some videos. Um, we had some people that were allowed to play it and be able to give their impression. So far, it looks pretty good. Um, I know people don't have a high bar because of how uh, 2K20 was. Um, but I think graphics-wise, it looks good. There's enough modes in there. It is 2K, so I will hold my breath as far as pay to win. Um, but the My Universe mode, the My GM mode, all looks very, very cool. Uh, and just the graphic graphics improvement is looks pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. Until it's in my hands, I'm not going to know for sure. But I was pleasantly surprised with how it's looking so far. Yeah, you know, I wasn't interested in WWE, but they decided to put Rey Mysterio yeah. on the cover. <laughs> so now I'm probably going to get it because when I watched wrestling, he was my favorite wrestler. Mm -hmm. And by far, I'll, I'll say that much. There is and, a uh, there's a collector's edition. I don't believe it's in the U.S. where you can get a mask as well. I don't uh, <laughs> Nice try trying to talk me into getting the collector's edition, yep. but yep. definitely not. No, I I couldn't. I couldn't go. Oh, yeah, I need this. I can get a Rey Mysterio mask for twenty dollars from like the New True. Jersey, New <laughs> yeah, New Jersey Shore. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there. It probably smells and probably isn't isn't authentic in any way, but I can still get it. <laughs> uh, next up for me is going to be Pokemon Arceus is now out in the wild. So first <laughs> off, be beware beware of spoilers, as I don't know how this happens every year, but it's Pokemon, kind of one of the biggest gaming companies like in or gaming IPs right now in the world. And the game's already the game has leaked. The full Pokedex has leaked. Form variants have leaked. And so has gameplay trailers. And so just be aware of spoilers. I already have been spoiled. Thanks to my one friend, Alex. <laughs> you suck. Uh, I'm going to make that clear. And. Uh, the and in general, like the Pokemon masses are angry because they're upset with how ugly apparently the Pokemon look like yep. there's no making anybody happy like with nope. Pokemon. <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm trying to stay away from spoilers as much as possible, or at least any more of them, I should say. I just hope that. When the game's in my hand on, I guess at this point, it would end up being Thursday. Is that one now? Friday. Yeah, Friday, Friday, yep. when the game comes out, I will let that kind of do the talking for whatever's going on in uh, Pokemon from there. I look forward to this game. I'm excited to see what's going to come of it, and I want to give it a fair shot. I don't want anybody else's opinions clouding my own. So, yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you if your hype level is still there. I just have found a hard time getting excited for this game. Like, I'm still going to play it, but I just have not been excited for it. 
uh, all of the gameplay trailers indicate that this is different in some ways or yeah. in maybe more ways than I even know is different. So I, I am excited to see all these new types of agile style or power style moves. I'm interested to see how like the whole open world concept and you just throwing pokeballs at people without having to go into battle, like and how that works, how crafting a pokeball ends up happening and how there isn't this seems to be more almost like a monster hunter game where it doesn't seem like there are many trainers in the wild that you have to battle. Yep. It's more like a world just filled with Pokemon, which is cool. Uh in in an open world concept of of Pokemon. I I am excited cuz I this is their first attempt at trying something new since the originals mm -hmm. in a lot of way or at something new before they tried all those spin-offs with like what was it like a let's say Pikachu or something like that? Where on yeah. the 64, you had to speak into a microphone. I yeah. had that game. That was interesting. It was fun. Uh, but this <laughs> is kind of like the next biggest iteration that isn't. That isn't like Pokemon Go or it's yeah. it seems to be building on the franchise more than just doing a cheap spinoff of it where everything else has been. Yeah, I don't know. I just the more I watch, like I've watched all those trailers of like gameplay I I'm just looking at it like this does not look like it was a game made for me, even though yeah. I enjoy Pokemon, but I'm still like excited to at least try it. Will I bounce off of it? Probably, but I'm still going to give it a, a fair shake here. Yeah, a couple hours enough. at least. <laughs> um, All right. We also got besides Pokemon and WWE, we also got a release date for the long awaited. I'll put that in quotation marks. Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga coming out in April, which was originally supposed to come out, what, two years ago now, I think. Yeah. Well, two, 20, yeah, 2020, I think. Um, if longtime listeners remember, I still have a bet going on with my friends on who can 100% this game first. So <laughs> we might actually be able to get our hands on this game. But uh, had like an eight minute trailer that came out kind of showing that you can start in any of the three sagas if you want to start with the prequels the main or the the Ray series. And I do want to throw out there that if you start anywhere but the prequels, you're a monster. Um, <laughs> you need to go in order. That's the only way. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm excited. I enjoy the Lego games. They're a nice series that you can just kind of play and not think about. It's like mindless fun. Uh, hopefully it comes out in April. I'm not going to hold my breath because it's been delayed so many times. But I love Star Wars and I think it it, it looks fun. That's pretty much all you can ask for in a Lego game. Yeah, like this game, I know I know like one person that's excited about it, to be fair. Mm -hmm. I've never been too much into Lego games, but I do think that this is kind of the biggest Lego game to release in quite some time. Yeah. And, you know, there is a lot of kind of hype behind it for a lot of Lego people. And even here from Polygon, we have, you know, this Lego Star Wars saga like is gone under like a five year project under a lot of excruciating crunch yeah. or, you know, crunch time when it comes to making this game. So I have a feeling a lot of people probably put a lot of like almost blood, sweat and tears <laughs> into this game at some point. But I hope it lives up to expectations. This is. I know they I know they're making a new engine for this one, which is why it's taken so long. I just hope that we do see that the game like runs cleanly. Like it is a Lego yeah. game. I can't expect too much, but 
it shouldn't we do see a lot of the times with new engines that if if things are rushed out the game's going to be broken and not work correctly and with past intimacies when it comes to you know games that come out in a broken state people are very unhappy and will you know review bomb your game and ask for refunds and everything like that so i just hope that they are prepared and that this game is lives up to everybody's expectations as i said i'm not even a big lego fan but i do plan on getting it because why who would pass up the opportunity for all of like the the star the skywalker saga in one game package like that is a pretty cool concept yeah and and on top of that like you can get the collect i guess it's called the collector's edition the deluxe edition um for 69.99 which is about normal price for games nowadays on next gen and mm-hmm. get all the dlc that's going to come out with it anyway so like yeah. it just seems like you're talking about hours and hours of content if you want it yeah and there have always been like good couch co-op games which oh, yeah. we don't see a lot of the time anymore i agree we then have uh, and i mentioned it earlier uh raver Raven software QA testers use the knives after weeks of striking. Uh, this has to do a lot with Warzone, especially. There's been a lot of issues with Warzone going on with uh, quality assurance testers. And you would think that if people, you know, are complaining about the quality of your game, you would hire more QA testers. <laughs> but instead, Raven software fired a whole bunch. Then they went on strike and now they unionized. And this is actually, from what I read, the first or the biggest union to kind of go against a multi-million dollar gaming corporation because Raven Software is part of Activision as well. So, you know, Activision has a lot going on right now. And, you know, in in a world where all we hear about is how, like, hard the game developing world is with crunch time, with deadlines, with, you know, the ever-growing, like, mind of what games can do only makes turnaround time longer and more stressful for more teams i i have i have a feeling like i would probably side with the qa testers here with they've probably been pushed to the max for a lot of things and then you fire a bunch of their friends and now you're like well you know the quality assurance of call of duty has only gone down which is even why they're mentioning moving to a semi uh to like not releasing a call of duty every year so that way they can make sure the game runs well and doesn't have issues before the next launch period. So there's a there's a bunch of stuff going on, but hopefully these uh, QA testers, hopefully this union works for them. The uh, the the U word is very scare scary to most companies. Yeah. So uh, I I just I really hope it works out for them because it doesn't sound like they were put in a good situation to begin with. Yeah, I really feel like it's time to hit the reset button on Warzone, right? Like whatever yeah. the next Call of Duty coming out is, which I think is probably Black Ops at this point, um just start fresh, you know? You you can call it Warzone 2 if you want, but like I don't know, I just feel like there's too many problems, they're losing a lot of people playing the game. Um just start over. Start something new and, you know, it'll be fresh for everybody. I mean, you and I like I haven't played it in six at least six months yeah i haven't touched it in a while yeah i have no desire to go back to it um even though i used to love it but yeah i mean good for them for unionizing usually playtesters are paid poorly and overworked so yeah i mean it, it was definitely needed for sure and that game is as far as i know still a mess to this day yeah and 
w- w- with that being said too like they did release like a, a whole bunch of like the anti-cheater sort of software mm-hmm. and i do have to admit the clips coming out of that are quite funny where they've stopped putting like if if they realize you're hacking like your bullets don't do any damage so the person you're shooting just comes back and kills you and that is kind of a really smart way of getting back at all those cheaters who's kind of ruined the game for a while but who knows if yeah. it's their idea or not did you yeah. have any other news uh the last thing on? it has was just a real quick one um we got a tease in game for the next apex uh possible character um, if you haven't played in a while on the newer map, World's Ed- is it World's Edge? What's the new one called? I forget. Storm. I, I play it every day and I, I still don't know. Um, Storm Point? Storm Break? <laughs> Storm- it might be Storm Point. Um, but yeah, first time I saw it, scared the crap out of me. It's just like huge ships flying overhead. It's super loud. Um, there's like a crash site. It's leaning. I think everybody's saying that Maggie is going to be the next character. We've been hearing about Maggie forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just real cool. I thought to kind of throw that in there. didn't really tell anybody. I, I was playing in the middle of a fight and you just hear these loud like uh, ships going above your head kind of throws you off. But hopefully we get a new a new one soon. I feel like Ash just came out, but I guess it's been a little bit, right? Well, yeah, like they they just want to keep up all of the all of the momentum they have with yeah. Ash and the new uh, the new map. So this doesn't yeah. surprise me at all. I I do hate that we don't like see more of like I do miss Kings Canyon in a way like you really don't see that mm-hmm. too much anymore with all of the maps that they have now. So yep. we we see what happens. Bring back bring back Kings Canyon and bring back Skulltown. That was, yes, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun time. And then the last small thing I have is we actually get a Cuphead TV show gets a trailer. Yeah. Uh, I think it just looks like so much fun. Uh I do like the Cuphead game. It's a lot of fun. Very difficult, but it's a fun game. And I do like that we're even getting a, a weird kind of TV show that goes along with it. Uh, it looks to be animated very well, and I, I am excited for it. Uh, seeing video game properties succeed in TV show format is only good for video games in yeah. general. So hopefully this TV show lives up to whatever kind of hype or um, they're at least reviews well for more people to get into it. Yeah, I I watched the trailer. I think it looks cool. My daughter was like excited. She wants to watch it with me. The only thing I wasn't sure is I'm assuming this is probably kid friendly. Maybe. Uh, I guess. I Yeah, that I don't know either. I don't know. That, I'm going yeah. to I told her I was like, we'll have to wait and see what the reviews say. I'm assuming she might be OK to watch it because I, I don't like the game was rated. What teen? I believe. Yeah, it's not necessarily yeah. overly violent. No, but I'm just curious as far as like. I don't know, because we don't know. They could go either yeah. way, right? Yeah. They could make it a mature cartoon, or they could make it kid-friendly. I guess we'll find out in, I forget when it was, like February or something? Yeah. 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 I think it was March, actually. Oh, okay. But the last thing I just wanted to go into is because this is the last week before the storm hits, uh, just in case people wanted to like have an idea of how crazy the next few months are going to be, yep. we have Pokemon on the 28th, Dying Light the week after on the 4th, we then kind of have a exactly two week break before Horizon Forbidden West comes out on the 18th. The <laughs> Witch Queen uh, Destiny 2 expansion comes out the 22nd, four days later, three days later, Elden Ring comes out. <laughs> and then a whole month it, later, we get Kirby and the Forgotten Land on March 25th. Tina's Wonderland also comes out in March. I'm not sure if it's the 25th for whatever reason. The volume rocker is blocking the last day that I can see there. <laughs> 
We have then like Lego Star Wars coming out in April or Spoken coming out in May. I didn't even mention like Sifu also comes yeah. out uh, in early February or mid February now. It's a really exciting time for games. It's just uh, too bad that it's all going to really hit us at once here. And as soon as you make a dent in your backlog, you're going to come up with even more in your backlog. That's what yep. I'm, I'm learning here. <laughs> yeah, you're running out of time to catch up. Yeah. But with that, uh, we're going to talk about games this week. And for me, I finally finished Horizon Zero Dawn and the DLC along with it. Yeah. And we played Rainbow Six Extraction. Okay. Uh, I also play? played Rainbow Six Distraction, um, and then I tried a couple other ones, Under the Steel Sky, Death's Door, and Nobody Saves the World. All right. I hear, I've hear i heard a lot about Nobody Saves the World, mm-hmm. so uh, why uh, why don't you start with that one? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Just put, I know a lot of people are high on this game. Well, just um, the fire, The one of the podcasts we listened to yeah. was. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not... It, it looks good. It runs well. It was just not my cup of tea. I do appreciate that like the grind element of an RPG in this game is not there. Like you progress very fast, which is good. Um, it's an interesting art style. It kind of reminds me of like a don't starve type art, art style. Um, but yeah, I just was not a huge fan. Normally I enjoy like that type of top down Diablo style game, but this one was not for me. I kind of bounced off it after a couple hours don't really have any desire to go back to it, but it does seem like I'm in the minority here and it is on game pass. So like, if you have any interest, you can just go check it out yourself and try it. Yeah. Uh, I'll then talk about horizon zero dawn. Uh, finally, (laughs) yes, finally we've, I finished horizon zero dawn or at least one of us has, Mm -hmm. uh, I watched the, I watched the videos. Yeah. yeah, You watched the videos. (laughs) The, The story itself is pretty good. I did enjoy the story. It's not like, this heart wrenching story that um, like the last of us is, but it does have really cool twists and turns and cool and interesting characters to me. I was having fun with the story and I do agree. The story is worth playing. Now, when it comes to other parts of the game, I started on like normal mode and then I eventually went, screw this. I'm playing <laughs> it on story and we're going to finish this game. Yep. What I liked about story mode is I felt like john wick with a bow and arrow <laughs> like yep. i was i was headshotting people and they died i was you know shooting and if you get your damage and tear up you can like shoot an, a, a part off of a robot and it dies instantaneously it yep. was a lot of fun playing it like that i will say that it did get far too easy like the boss battles i am killing them with three arrows and that's it in story <laughs> mode and that's the whole point of that story mode is that you get to enjoy exploring, which I didn't do much of and the story. And I have a feeling like story mode was nice for me because I finally learned some of the other things going on, like with how modifiers help, how getting different bow and arrows and different like trap tools ends up helping you like that did end up like being of use It's just too bad that probably in story mode, I didn't really feel the effects of these things because it was so easy uh, for for the for the most part there. And the the Frozen Wilds DLC, I thought was pretty cool. You do get, uh, you know, a couple new cool new like robot animals, which is kind of what the game is known for. You get, you know, a whole new blizzard snow type area, which is cool. And 
new characters to meet and just a new side story in general. I could see why Horizon Zero Dawn was popular with many people because now it's very popular with me. I did enjoy it and my excitement for the next game has grown because I did like the story that much. Uh, I just wish that maybe there was a more, maybe not so much a story mode, but if I'm doing that amount of damage and making it that easy, maybe I'm like a glass cannon, like two or three hits and Aloy dies because on story mode, like the, the thunder jaws would like lunge at me or the saber, the saber tooth monsters would then lunge at me, but I'd take like next to no damage. Like it, nothing scared me. Uh, in story mode, where maybe if there was a little bit more balancing or a little bit uh, a little bit more customizability to that mode, I feel like I could have had a lot of fun with, okay, I'm a glass cannon. I do insane damage, but I go down in two or three hits. I feel like that would have been a cool option to have. And for Forbidden West has now like become one of my top games that I'm looking forward to. And I'm not even sure if you saw the new story trailer. But the, I did not. the actress from the new Matrix movie, uh, the one that Neo loves, what's Trinity? Trinity. She's yeah. now in the game. OK, uh, she, of course, is playing an original character. The actress mm-hmm. is Trinity is just the name. Uh, of Carrie Ann Moss, I think. Yeah, Carrie Ann yep. Moss is playing Tilda is what her okay. name is in the new horizon. And that just adds a new sort of. Of. Uh, thing to it now where you know we're seeing a lot more actors and prom more prominent voice actors as well show up in these games and it just it makes me more excited and horizon zero dawn was definitely worth the playthrough for sure i thought i i did think that the story was interesting enough to where it it kind of takes all these turns that i didn't expect i like uh in a lot of these games you can kind of guess where everything's going and in a way i was like oh okay this is this is a cool interesting like fold into it and the entire game itself it, it's a fun time i can see why it was so popular and it's just too bad that i'm only figuring this out now instead of like when this game originally came out it was up against breath of the wild and that was the only thing i was playing for a little while yeah i like when i started playing it again i put it on story mode and like I was just like it was funny to me that you're yeah. just like you're literally walking through and murdering everything, and then on the off chance you do get hit, it does like a sliver of your damage. Exactly, it's, it's hilarious. But the difference between that and then trying to play on like normal was like the normal was frustrating to me because I try and sneak around and take somebody out and I shoot him in the head and it wouldn't kill them. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess have it like I watched like the videos to kind of get caught up. I don't think it's as personally, obviously I didn't play through the whole thing. I don't think it's as good as a lot of people think it is. I think it's Mm -hmm. decent. Um, I didn't feel like there was enough in the world that made me want to explore. Right. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go to the next story thing and do that. Um, But I am still excited to try the new one and see if that one kind of pulls me in more. Yeah, the the new one does look like to have a lot of new stuff that they're adding to it to make the game feel more like a next gen uh, yeah. game. Because I, I saw the, on play on PS5, you can see some of the behind the scenes stuff. So I got to see some of like the motion capture stuff that I thought looked cool. It looks like they're really trying. They really like put the money into yeah. making this game. Maybe, you know, where a lot of people were saying Ratchet and Clank was kind of like one of the truer like next gen experiences. 
I'm hoping that we get the same feeling from this. Yeah, I agree. Um, I could run through Under the Steel Sky and Death's Door real quick. Uh, Under the Steel Sky, or Beyond the Steel Sky, I think. Yeah, Beyond the Steel Sky. I have that wrong. Um, I had heard a little bit about it. A decent amount of people said it was pretty good. Uh, Was not a fan of this one either. It kind of reminds me of like a Telltale game from back in Mm -hmm. the day. Um, It just, it's very slow. Um, The cutscenes are... uh, they're done comic book style, but they're not done well. <laughs> um, and I don't know the team size or the budget on this. I don't think it was very big, but uh, it's more it's like a an old school adventure game where you're kind of finding stuff in the environment to progress and combining it with other things in the environment, um, like a point and click adventure, kind of. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the story didn't really draw me in, so I kind of bounced off that one hard. But I know a lot of people tend are really high on this game as well. So I wanted to at least give it a shot. I wasn't a fan of that. And then Death Store, um, which is also on Game Pass, which I've heard a lot about. I'm having a lot of fun with that one. That one is oh, a yeah. ton of fun. Yeah. Yep. Top down like Diablo. It, it's kind of it's a mixture of Diablo and almost like a Demon Souls to me. Um, you can take like three or four hits before you die. If you die, you go back to not a campfire, but like a door. And then you start again. And there's bosses. You can go pretty much wherever you want. Um, you're playing as like a, a bird, a crow, I believe. And you have your normal attack, you have a bow, and then you have like a charged up attack. But I'm like maybe an hour or two into that, but I think I'll probably end up finishing this one. I'm having a lot of fun with this one. Uh, and it's, again, it's on Game Pass. So like there's been a ton of cool stuff dropping recently. Yeah, no kidding. All right, Rainbow Six Extraction. <laughs> the Yeah. The weirdest game. Now, <laughs> yeah. You know, reviews for this are going to be kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. I don't play Siege. I'm not good at Siege. I'll mm-hmm. make that very clear. Me neither. And <laughs> with uh, I, there are good points to Extraction. I I do like the gunplay of Extraction. Like I didn't I didn't know that like this was like Siege's bread and butter, like the gunplay and everything like that. But I do enjoy the controls where like it's really easy to like look around a corner or or um, like even that the enemies, these archaean things that you shoot at are pretty much, you know, like very easy to kill for the most part. The. In a world where we are now saturated with games that are now like back for blood, this game, like I'm the trying one to think I played yes last week and a yeah and a like yep. we have all of these games where it's like yep. this four player co-op doing tasks and mm-hmm. randomized missions sort of thing i don't think extraction does enough to put itself like in front of anybody i will say that probably extraction has the best gun play oh yeah out of all of them and that alone is can be enough of a merit for people to try it where other than the gunplay, the game is very bland. It, <laughs> yeah, it's um, <laughs> the leveling up is weird. Uh, the whole like your operators sort of mission thing, where if you lose one, you can't use him the next mission. You have to save him the the mission afterward. You then have health for all of your operators. So now, if they get damaged, they need to sit out a couple times. And I guess it's a cool idea to force you to play other people or Mm -hmm. force you to be more flexible. But other than that, like the things that they have you do are pretty much meh. Uh, 
the leveling up and like the guide system, like there is no sort of direction to go into. All it is is like keep replaying the same maps until you unlock the next area and then do that again and again and again. Yeah. For this game, it it's bland. But for me, I find the gunplay good enough that I'm enjoying like and, you know, this isn't saying much. I'm enjoying playing with friends, but I play this by myself, most likely not. Yeah, but I do enjoy the the tactical aspect of what each operator can bring and how they can make a mission a little bit more either chaotic or a little bit more stealthy or a little bit more like there are obviously characters that have better uses for each other than others, but it's fun to see kind of how you guys mix match and play. I do. I do enjoy. I'm surprisingly enjoying this game is what I'm short on. But it does nothing to expand the space. It just will sit there. And I could see where, you know, I will play this game for now, but in two weeks when nobody's playing it, I'm going to be like, okay, now I'm done. I don't have to yeah. play Extraction anymore. I'm just confused, one, why they made it, and two, who they made it for. Because for people who really like Siege, you're not going to play this, right? You're going to go back and play Siege. But what if I you suck at multiplayer? You're still going to go back and play Siege. I just don't I just don't see anything in this game that would make somebody who enjoys Siege be like, oh, well, I'm going to play this from now on. Like the levels are boring. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, the guns do feel good. I will give you that. Um, but I just don't think like somebody like me who doesn't play Siege. I tried, uh, but I I backed off of that real quick. I was like, there's nothing here for me. Um, it's literally siege with back for blood pasted over it kind of um mm -hmm. is what i got from it and i just don't see this having a long lifespan really uh the hardcore rainbow six fans are going to probably play through it and beat it and then go back unless there's some reason to get them to go back maybe it ties into siege somehow right maybe you can unlock stuff down the road or something i don't know but yeah i just there's so many of these games that came out all of a sudden we also had like the aliens fire team. That was yeah. another one. There's just been a lot of them all of a sudden. And I don't think we really needed any of them. Really? <laughs> There's also the uh, World War Z, right? Yeah. Like that, yeah. there was a new one of that that came out not that long ago. So I just didn't see the anything in there that would warrant me wanting to keep playing it, uh, even with friends, because I, I feel like there's other games I could play with friends that are more enjoyable. Yeah. And to, to, to put another spin on it, like, you know, you asked me who this game is for mm -hmm. as someone who like, I tried to play siege and I was terrible. I was, I am not good at siege and people this, will let you know if you're bad. Yes. Yeah. Th <laughs> that, that community is pretty toxic mm -hmm. or at least it's hard. Like it's hard to even stand them in a lot of ways. Cause they'll let you know if you're bad and everything like that. Yeah. But this could also be a nice starter to where, okay, I, I don't think there is, or maybe there is a bot option in um in Siege, where now this is more of um not, it is bots, but they're kind of dumber. Yeah. And you can get used to the gunplay before trying to go into multiplayer matches or something like that, because maybe the whole multiplayer thing scares you and that yeah. kind of thing. that That's really the only other spin I could put on it. I... As I mentioned, I suck at Siege, but I do warrant that it's gunplay and it's guns are fun to use. 
it's uh but i suck at the multiplayer so this is kind of that avenue for me where i get to experience and have fun with siege type gameplay but not have to deal with the toxicity of getting crushed in yeah. a siege match yeah i mean and it makes sense if you have people and friends who are like i want to play this game go for it you know yeah. like there's it's not a horrible game but like in my instance, I don't really have anybody who's like dying to play this game. Mm -hmm. I have people that are like, oh, we could just play Apex instead or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not awful. I'm not saying it's a horrible game. I just don't think it's doing anything spectacular. Yeah. But that's going to be it for games this week. Let's go ahead and get on to movies and TV shows. Yeah. Where it's not so much movies with me this week, <laughs> but it is uh, another episode of Book of Boba, another episode of Peacemaker. And I am not done with it yet, but I'm halfway through uh, Dodo's Dragon Blood, the part uh, part two series. OK, so, Interesting. You know, <laughs> what did you end up watching? Um, caught up on Peacemaker, watched the episode of Book of Boba, and then I did get through the whole series of Archive 81, which came out on Netflix this week. All right. So I guess we'll talk about the two mainstays right now with Book of Bo uh, with Book of Boba going first. Yep. Uh, you know, I mentioned how I didn't need all the flashbacks. Yeah. Well, this entire episode was a flashback. <laughs> yep. Um, I <laughs> Until did like, like the end, right? Yeah, I did like yeah. the action portion of it. I thought it was good choreographed um, action sequences with Fennec and kind of shows why Fennec is loyal to Boba as much as uh, she is. Uh, it's just uh, uh, I'm I'm caught in between the fact that most of this episode was a flashback, not really furthering the plot. But I also enjoyed the action scenes. That's what I where I'm at with with this current episode. Yeah, the action scenes are good. I enjoyed seeing him get the slave one back his ship. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I feel like this show is losing me a little bit. Uh, I just I love Boba Fett, but I just don't mm -hmm. think there's really anything that exciting in this show. And I mean, we had the big tease at the end of the episode where he's talking about bringing people in to help them and they're playing the Mandalorian theme. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe they're bringing him in and maybe that helps spice it up a little bit. Um, I think some of the side characters are good. The, the Wookiee is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I like how he looks. I, you know, I'm interested with what's going on with the Rancor and maybe him potentially riding that around. That could be cool, but I just don't, I don't know. Like the whole thing is just kind of boring, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I do feel like Boba was meant to be like this super cool, badass bounty hunter, but we're getting yeah. a more practical one. Like we're not seeing kind of the badassery yeah. out of Boba. And he he's a weathered bounty hunter for sure, uh, yeah. more, more so than anything else. And I get that they want us to root for Boba Fett, but I did kind of like it when he was this, uh, you know, the one scene we got him in. uh in the pre or the original series with yep. the flamethrower and him fighting and that kind of thing. It's yep. just too bad. We don't see more of that in, in this. That's, that's my main complaint. Yeah. I think why, what I'm having a problem with is you grew up your entire life being like, he's the ultimate bounty hunter, right? Every book yeah. I read, I let, read a lot of star Wars books when I was a kid was he's the ultimate bounty hunter. Nobody can beat him. And now we get, we finally get this show. We get to spend time with him and I know he is older, but, it's almost like, well, the Mandalorian could easily beat him. So, like, well, I, he's just not, he's not a badass. Like, I, we want him to be. Uh, even his, his action scenes, I'm like, the Mandalorian action scenes are cooler. Yeah. Th they are. 
Um, so I, I don't know. It, I don't think they're doing justice to Boba Fett, but I'm still going to watch it. We'll see where it goes. Maybe it starts getting better. I don't know how many episodes we have left, but I haven't been like overly impressed so far. Yeah. Um, and then kind of the surprise for me, still Peacemaker. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, kind of the the brain plotting between what Autobio does with uh, Vigilante, mm-hmm. with John Cena's Peacemaker now, like kind of fighting himself over his father and uh, the sequence at the end where we find out Mern is, I guess, whatever this butterfly thing is. Yep. Uh, I I just like that this show and like this is his James Gunn again written all over it like it is. It is this fun series that isn't afraid to kind of take its direction in wacky places. And I like that. I really don't know what's going on or I shouldn't say what's going on, what's going to happen, because like even us as the people, we're just as confused as John as you know, John Cena's character is. Yeah, uh, he, we still don't know what a butterfly is. And every <laughs> every time Mern goes meet up tonight and we'll tell you what it is. He never does it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said it like six times already, and we still <laughs> don't did. know what they are. Yep. So it's we kind of have all of this interesting stuff going on. I just I just thought it was so much fun with um, like Vigilante's character and he gets himself arrested and he wants to go against and kill John Cena's dad or the character. The White Dragon yeah. is what he's called. And like he is such a person to just hate like <laughs> yeah. he he hates John C. He hates, you know, the, he hates Peacemaker. He hates like all races that aren't white. Mm-hmm. Um, he like he is racist and bigoted in every way. And he plays that character like so well. Yeah. Like it is very obvious that um, this character is meant to be sort of like, you know what? Screw off. I hope, you know, I hope he dies. That yeah. kind of thing. Uh, but I'm I'm enjoying it. And Vigilante is this new type of like off the rails, like superhero type character that we don't get to really see a lot of because he really doesn't have like this moral area he just does whatever he wants and that's what i like about it yeah he's for me he's like the he steals the show right vigilante and i enjoyed with this episode that he's kind of portrayed himself as like is he a superhero or is he just some idiot who's wearing a costume and like just going around and killing people but the scene when he's in prison shows that he can handle himself. Yeah. Like he he's no joke, which was nice to see because up until this point, I was like, ah, he's just like a guy following Peacemaker around at this point. He, he made his own costume and he just shoots people, I guess. But uh, yeah, to me, he's him and, and Peacemaker are de- the definite stars of the show. Um, again, like John Cena is doing a phenomenal job. Him in comedy roles just work so well. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it works so well because of his squeaky clean image from wrestling. And now like every other word out of him is the F word. Like it's just, it works, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm having a ton of fun with this show. I don't know how many more we got on this. Cause this was four. Uh, we probably got probably f- at least five or six more. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what the butterflies are. Apparently there's a lot of them and we'll see where we go from here. Yeah, exactly. So I'll talk about Dota Dragon yeah. Blood 2 uh, or part two here. This is book two or part two of the series that is inspired by Dota's uh, Dota's game. And 
I was trying to think of a way to kind of pitch it to people who haven't tried it. Um, like for me, I like this show because it's that fantasy like Witcher type sort of thing. It's just uh, it's just an anime slash cartoon instead of being uh, like re- very realistic like the Witcher. I just enjoy like there are dragons, dragon hunters there. Are people are doing magic spells and stuff like it's it is a lot like the Witcher. And I feel like if you watch this, you're going to kind of get that same feel because it takes place in that medieval time period where there are mystical creatures, elves, dark elves, dragon, you know, dragon hunters and dragons. Like, as I was saying earlier, I I'm halfway through it and I'm just really enjoying like the the fight scenes. And it seems like it's going to get more political here, which reminds me of Game of Thrones now. And I really liked Game of Thrones, of course, till the last season, which we don't really talk about. And I've uh, if I could pitch it like I, I feel like it does a disservice because Dota Dragon's Blood is kind of like it's uh, it's trying to be its own thing. But I feel like in order to get people to watch it, it's really hard not to try and like go. Oh, it's a lot like The Witcher, which is why I enjoy it, because both of them take place in the same thing. But each two have like their own different world lores in a way. So, Do I need to watch this? Is it going to pull me in like, uh, what did I watch? I forgot the name already. Demon Slayer? No, Arcane. Oh, Arcane? I don't know if it's that. Okay. Like, our, our our Arcane storytelling is on another level. Yeah. Where, like, and I've talked to you about it, where, like, you aren't that into The Witcher, so I'm not sure if you're going to be that into this series. Okay. That kind of thing. Um, But it's it's fun to watch and I enjoy it like that's that's all that really matters to me and I do think if you're a fan of this time period or like I want to say if you like D&D like Dungeons and Dragons you're going to get a lot of that feel here for it and I think you'll like it that way as well interesting okay that makes more sense so probably not is your answer for me for you yeah for (laughs) yeah okay that's cool I need to know these things because I don't normally like I'll look at that stuff and be like nah but if it's something that like may pull me in, like I would have never thought Arcane would have pulled me in, but it did. <laughs> well, I really hyped up Arcane. I'm yeah, just glad it lived up to the expectations <laughs> did. Uh, for it's no Demon Slayer, but it's good. Oh, Demon Slayer. <laughs> and like a real quick Barry's anime corner. Oh, yeah. Like Demon Slayer season two. Like I live and we record these on Sundays. I live for Sunday right now. <laughs> Sunday is new Demon Slayer episode, new Attack on Titan episodes, like Attack on Titans in its final season. Demon Slayer is literally crushing it. Like it I is. didn't even know we were on the second season. I didn't know it was out. Yeah, well, it's it's because, you know, you get it from Netflix. Like yeah, I'm on Crunchyroll true. and Funimation watching this stuff the day it comes <laughs> out. And Counting down the minutes until it posts. Probably, yeah. Like that's literally me. Every Sunday around 12 o'clock, I am refreshing. Like give me the next episode. Like it is... <laughs> oh man, it is so good. Uh it is I'm having so much fun with uh, anime right now because Demon Slayer is like the thing that uh I hold up to this great stature. Uh anime like and and you're an artist, Craig, like the yeah. animation is just stunning. It is yeah. the fights and in a lot of ways I can't uh I can't say enough like in this TV episode format how Demon Slayer like it doesn't have the budget of Mugen Train. But it is incredible looking. I can't imagine how much money Andy Plex and Sony have put into this stuff. I hope the writers and everybody are getting paid well. 
I hope the animators are making their bank because man, yeah. it is amazing to watch. So since we're in anime corner for you, the real question is <laughs> if you go, let's say go 10, we'll say 10 years from now, maybe 15, right? Mm-hmm. Is demon slayer up there in the anime circle, like held highly as like dragon ball is, do you think 10, 15 years from now? So I feel like, I feel like they're two different things like mm-hmm. dragon ball. The reason it's as popular as it is, is because a lot of people grew up with it, especially yeah. our age. Mm-hmm. And it was such a long series and it is to this day still is going to get more seasons. It is going to get more movies yep. where Demon Slayer. I know my time with this show is finite. There is yeah. an ending and I'm eventually going to get to it, whether it's five or ten years from now. I am going to get to this ending. But usually these type of anime that are shorter and have a cohesive story and not making up multiverses yeah. and black Gokus um, <laughs> have more of a co- have more of like an impact on me because and it's the same thing to go with TV shows uh, in, in America as well. Like yeah. these shorter ideas that have a vision and have an ending and can tell it are going to be, a, I feel like, a lot more impactful because you're going to enjoy your time with them a lot more. So. Like, I'm going to say, yeah, in 10 years, like Demon Slayer is still going to be to, to me on this very high pillar okay. because of everything it's done and how like I have a feeling I have a feeling in the next episode, we're going to have a moment where it's just Twitter going Demon Slayer is like goaded, like Demon Slayer is awesome, <laughs> kind of like how we had it two years ago. Now, I think it was with mm-hmm. episode with that one episode. You know what I'm talking yep. about? Yep. So it um it it's there and it is. Okay. It is good. I Sundays are so much fun for me. I yeah, it brings me back to being a kid waiting for like the next episode of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. And I guess like maybe I always think of Dragon Ball because that's what I watched when I was a kid. But like, I guess there's other that other uh, series that are held highly like um, I'm trying to think of some. But uh, I don't know. Like, I guess Attack on Titan would might be held highly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Down for sure. Yeah. We have to Naruto. see how the ending ending yeah. goes. Yeah. Like when it comes to like anime stuff, it's always the big three of Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, which is now ended. Yeah. And One Piece. And those are kind of the big three that people go to because they are the most popular IPs mm-hmm. uh, and that are still ongoing, whether it's Naruto with Baruto now. And I can't believe the anime segments this long, but <laughs> um, it, 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 that's what I mean by it. One Piece yeah. is going on thousands of plus episodes. Dragon Ball took a very long hiatus, but is now starting to come back. Right. After a while. So you have these huge IPs that are known because they've stood the t- test of time and have continued to grow with their audience. But uh, it's definitely, definitely Demon Slayer for me is and I'm reading the manga. I am farther in the manga than the anime is now. And it, I feel like it's going to hold up like it okay. is going to hold up in action sequences. They're going to they're there's going to be a time where you watch pick up Demon Slayer again. I have a feeling. I mean, I'm sure I'll watch the second season. I'll just probably wait until it shows up on Netflix. What next year? Yeah, probably something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I'm not as like I enjoy that series, but I'm not as like heavily anticipating it as a lot of people are, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the other thing I watched was Archive 81, which dropped this week on Netflix. Um it wasn't completely produced, but uh, James Wan helped produce it. He did the Conjuring movies, all those horror movies. Um, 
I guess in in a way it is kind of a horror series show. It's more of like a suspense. Um, it has to do with a guy named Dan who uh, restores damaged videos for a living, right? Like tapes, uh, camcorder tapes, that kind of stuff. He gets hired by a man from a company and a mysterious company to go out to this compound and restore this set of tapes that were burned in an apartment fire. And that's literally all he tells him. He's like, Hey, I'll pay you. I think it's like a hundred thousand dollars. Stay at this compound, restore all these tapes, watch them all to make sure they're good to go. And then I'll pay you. Uh, and then obviously a lot of stuff is going on there as he's watching these tapes, he's finding that his parents were involved. Um, there's a some sort of demon that this apartment building that burned down, there's a cult that lives in this apartment building that's been trying to summon this demon for a long time, like uh, since like the 19 early 1900s. Um, so there's that going on. It's a lot of it was super confusing. I didn't really know what was going on a lot of the time. Um, you get to the end and it does kind of make sense. They kind of set it up that you could do another season and maybe they do, or you could leave it. it it's going to be totally up to them whether they decide to do that. I think they'll probably end up doing it because when I checked last night, it was the number one, number one watch thing on Netflix right now. So everybody's okay. watching it. Um, I think it's good. Even if you're not like a horror fan, it's not, there's no like jump scares. It's none of that. That's what it's I was about a, to ask for me. No. Yeah. Cause it's not a jump scare type thing. It's just a very weird vibe the whole time you're watching it right so okay. he these tapes are being recorded by uh, a woman in the 90s her name is melody who went to this apartment building because she found out that her mom lived there used to live there and her mom dropped her off when she was a baby um at like a orphanage i believe so she's never met her mom so she's going there to try to find her mom she's filming everything and then obviously it goes from her trying to figure out where her mom is. And then it dives into this, her finding out about this cult, um, this demon that they're trying to bring back and everything going on. Like it's very, very crazy and out there and weird, but yeah. it kept me entertained the whole time. Um, I had a good time with it. I think it's definitely worth watching for everybody. I think it's like eight episodes. So about eight hours you can get through it. Um, but yeah, it, I, I think it's very, very good. It's something different. That's what I was looking for. Um, just something, a little bit of a change of pace from like the, the bazillion superhero slash sci-fi shows that are out there right now. Um, so yeah, check it out. It's on Netflix. It won't be hard to find. It should be right there on the front page. Yeah. You mentioned it. I might have to check it out. It's definitely yeah. an interesting concept and I'm, I'm more experimental and just wanting to just watch whatever is like popular. Yeah. And if it's number one, it means people are watching it. It's kind of yeah. like the same thing with squid game where I was afraid I saw one thing that said Squid Game was a horror, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think this is going to reach Squid Game hype, but uh, it's still course, it's yeah. still good. Yeah, yeah, it's just a more of a matter of you know. So you 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 mentioned James Wan and the Conjuring mm -hmm. stuff, and it's like that's not up my alley. So it's... <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not not jump scare type material here. It's just it'll make you feel very weird and on edge while you're watching it. Okay, on edge is all right. I can be mm -hmm. on edge. That's fine. So we're going to go ahead and end the podcast there, guys. I want to thank you for listening. And please make sure if you liked it to share it with your friends, share it on social media. And if you're interested in getting in contact with your Craig or I, we have an email at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. And we also run Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
if you're interested in messaging us on any of those platforms as well. Uh, just please make sure as well if, on your preferred listening platform, if you would give us a review, let us know what you think of the show. We would really appreciate it as it helps us get uh, recommended to more fans of gaming and movies, which is what we're trying to reach out to. So with that, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. See you later. Thank you.